Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the After the Show podcast, Precious Show. We don't care. We're about to swear on the air. It's the After the Show, so tune in if you dare. KBJ, get your skate every single day. It's uncensored. We can say what we want to say. Yeah, here we go. It is the KBJ After the Show podcast. How the heck is everybody? Welcome to your Tuesday. Haha, <laughs> Tuesday. We made it through Monday. Yeah. No, we did. Sorry. That's the best thing about Tuesday. Yeah. No, yeah. You start to actually come out of the fog of the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) The puffiness from my face hasn't gone down yet, but that's okay. Oh, man. Thursday, I'll be looking good. The sun shines again. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So we're, uh, I guess, still recovering. So thank you very much. Uh, somebody said, I can't find the ATS. Did you uh, guys move it? No, we just got started late today. I just, you never know. It fluctuates. I had a pretty long email that, uh, for the sake of reading it, I, I try to condense. So it depends upon how many emails I get and how long those emails are. So I start on it right after the regular show. So I do apologize as I'm highlighting, I'm realizing, Oh man, people are going to be so mad, but I'm doing my best. Glad you guys are here. Are you talking to the audience or me in Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, somebody said, I can't spark my quote-unquote Philly until the show has begun. Is that uh, another, is Philly a term for uh, doobie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to get high. So they're, we're, we're, we are prolonging the waiting for them. We're going, oh, man, I want to I I smoke that thing. We're just edging your blood. You're, you're edging. You're, you're edging. Uh, por favor, mi Dios, ayudaros a empezar el show, they say. So please, my God. Help us and start the show. So they're <laughs> starting to talk nasty to me in Spanish. So, oh, I like it. Yeah, that's how you know people are getting serious. You suck in two languages. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Katie May and Marietta sent this about uh, Friday's crazy after the show live that we did from the Palm Beach Kennel Club. She said, thank you guys so much for the crazy live show last Friday night. I'm still recovering from it. I love it. Us too. I also really want to thank the lovely souls that populate KBJ Nation. The last KBJ event I went to was the infamous St. Patrick's Day at Pirate's Well, where I spoke to Joe Ponton for maybe 10 minutes. I recognize him from his various appearances on the show, and that was four years ago. Last Friday, I was next to Ponton in the drink line and barely got out. Hey, not sure if you remember before he said, of course I know you. You're Katie from Atlanta. Wow. Ponton got that recall. He does. He's good on Oh, he's very good. She said, I was stunned. Then some folks at my table saw my Braves hat and hollered out, hey, you're Katie from Atlanta. They asked about my trip, the Braves. I was overwhelmed by the love. Aww. 
Anton introduced me to so many awesome people. I came to this event solo, expecting to sit back and watch the fun happen. But KBJ Nation made it their personal business to include me like they've known me since May of 99 when the show captured all of our hearts. Even though I was born and raised in South Florida, it never felt like home to me. And Atlanta changed my life. So once my family followed me up to Georgia, I figured I'd lost any connection to Palm Beach County. But as it turns out, I do have family in South Florida to come back and visit KBJ Nation, I love y'all and can't wait to hang out again. And thank you, KBJ, for doing the most to share your lives and passion with us. It's a weird, genuinely wonderful phenomenon to meet kindred spirits. And I will treasure all these blurry memories for the rest of my life. <laughs> now, it is very cool that so many people have become friends through the show that, that are legit, really great friends. Those are my monkeys. And this is my circus. Yeah. We're together, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's, that's really awesome. Cool. I love that the connection. That is so right. sweet. And yeah. then the fact that you're walking around the room and people recognize you from your hat, it's like cool. that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for that. Ashley said, "Yeah, I've been a listener since middle school. I'm 35 now. I just want to ask a quick, uh, quick question about the ice box. <laughs> Where uh, Virginia and Kev had it headed after the show. Yeah, we had a little uh, post party there because they were one of the few places you could go in Palm Beach County at 9 a.m. and get a drink. Yeah, it was legendary to the uh, first several years of us uh, starting the show. We, I do my show prep from there and eat chicken wings." Like yep. every single day. It was great. It was awesome. Uh, my mom, Jody, was a bartender there. Just wondering if y'all remember her. She did pass away in 2002, and Vicious V used to party with my cousin, Michelle Evans. Thank you guys so much. It makes my day every day. Jody, the bartender. That yeah. sounds very mm-hmm. familiar. Yeah. Remember Jody? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We had a lot of fun in there. We really did. We would go like hit other bars with the same people from the icebox. I think we even went back to this, a few people's houses and kept the party going and made it house party style. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I remember they had a pig <laughs> roast I think we went to one time. I think that we were kind of like unofficial employees. We were at least with the crew. Yeah, it, it was like that. I mean, we just, I remember we just walked back into the kitchen to see what was up and yeah, we would go back there as she was tossing our wings. Yeah. And we would just hang out and talk about life. Yeah. Did you guys find that just by, on a whim? You were driving around and said, let's go here? Yeah, what had happened was, you know, we would get out of the show. Was it nine and we ended the show or 10? I think it was nine. It might have been nine. They wanted us the on show. the littlest yeah. amount of as time as possible. I think it was nine because I, think, I remember you telling me that when I first got the job. Yeah. Because you guys would go right to the icebox well, after you get yelled at by the PD. Yeah, we would walk out of the studio. The boss would have his head down uh, in his hands like he was trying to rip his hair out of his head. (laughs) And then he'd bring us in and he'd just play everything from that day's show that was terrible. And he would just say, you guys are ruining this radio station. Why are you so terrible? Um, And then he would be like, all right, get the fuck out of here. And we'd be like, okay, uh, I need a drink. I'd be crying. What would you guys be doing that he wouldn't like? Everything. everything. He hated us. I I don't even remember specifics, but it was just everything. There was nothing we could do wrong. Right. Because from day to day, it was different wrong stuff. But I think he was one of those insecure guys that had to justify a paycheck by correcting you and telling you. But I think he was just making shit up as he went. Yeah, also, too, it sounds like it all kind of was personal. It sounds like he wasn't judging y'all on, yeah, on the right I, stuff I don't know. or something. I mean, I, I thought, you know, I, I didn't remember any, you know, personal uh, 
issues that uh, we had had. I mean, other than just, you know, the way that he talked to us and critiqued us was was rough. And then he would sit there and he would play our audio and he had this whole thing, uh, his laughs per minute. And so he would run a stopwatch and he'd be like, whole oh, minute went by. He's like, there's no laughs per minute. By the way, Stern does 17. And I'd be like, um, such a dumb well, thing I'm to like, say. is that a stat? I never heard that ever in radio. I was, like, like who's laughing? Do I have to laugh? Well, or who's the end all be all? Laugh track or? Well, what's gonna make you laugh may not make me laugh. That so. was kind of my question. He's like, no, it's a standard thing. He tried to pass off like it was something in radio. And I've asked people. Well, I did ask people for about six months after that. I'm like, you ever heard of laughs per minute? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I look like a moron because I kept bringing it up. So I stopped bringing up laughs per minute after I figured out that it was not a standard term of the industry and that this guy was just a knucklehead. So you could tell that is something he read or someone fed him. Yeah. Or he made up. Or made up. Yeah. That's I, some bullshit. Yeah. So anybody who's That's trying to gauge though. laughs per minute, you're right. It's it's a it's an imaginary term that you just can't I've never heard it from anybody else, never heard it before, never heard it since. And then one day he told the boss, the big boss above him, it's them or me. And he was trying to get us fired. And then the big boss was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna keep Kevin in Virginia. And fired that guy. And then, ironically, that guy went on to do a comedy career that went nowhere and probably got zero laughs per minute. Damn. That. Yeah, that's right. I do remember. I forgot he, he tried. He tried comedy and was awful at it. Yeah, it didn't work out for Did him. Did not be, go well. Don't be careful when you call somebody out. You better be able to back some shit up if you're going to talk g- gangs of shit yeah. and not be funny yourself. <laughs> That was rough. So that, that, that was, was rough. That was the motivation for us going to the icebox every day. Was that his critique? Is that rougher? We'd have to do the ones in Miami. Oh yeah, no. His I think his were a lot worse. I think his were Miami. worse because we didn't have. We were learning and, and trying to build our confidence together. And mm-hmm. this guy had us thinking that we couldn't even breathe right. That was the level that this guy would critique us to, and. No matter what you do, you knew in your heart it would have meant diddly dick. Yes. He, just didn't, he, he was going it. to be mad at us about whatever it was. And now, now, as you know, a 49-year-old woman, I can look back. I was 25 when he was yelling at me like that and making me cry at least two to three times a week. But now I realize what he was doing. He himself was insecure and not in a good position in the company and wanted to be and thought this is how you get through to people by yelling at them. And this is how you justify your paycheck by just being a dick. How long was he y'all's program director? I think it was about maybe two years, wasn't it? Yeah. That's a yeah. long sentence to be run it, it, it by was. No, it was, it was tough, and I honestly don't know how we made it that long. And, and the craziest thing was— We made it there because of the icebox. We were, <laughs> yeah, we were starting to creep up and kind of get in our groove. I remember we started in 13th place when uh, we first got on the radio, and we were kind of slowly creeping up. And then when he got fired, we just we didn't have that hanging over us, and we got loose and free, and uh, we went to number one like really fast right after that. And it was good because you know the the boss that took our side, the head boss, he looked like you know he clearly had justified what he did, and he's like, okay, I made the right call. And then you know by the time you got on the show and everything like that, they're like, all right, we, we clearly made the right decision. So. Yeah, so it all worked out, but it, it, it was tough. Probably the toughest part of my career But ever. we have the icebox to thank for not just giving up on it all. Because if we hadn't had a place to go at 9 a.m. for a release and some cold beer and chicken wings, 
It would have been rough. It would have been tough just to go right home and sit. And that's why when we went, we went back into the icebox on Friday night, me and Kevin were just looking at each other like, this is weird. What a full circle it moment. Was. Yeah, that was that was really cool for me, honestly, because, you know, we hadn't me really too. been back in there. And then after coming off that show that we had and everything, I was like, wow, this is really kind of a weird you know, moments pretty cool. We had to go through all that to get what we got on Friday night, which was ultimate love from the coolest people in the world that filled that room with so much joy and affection, the complete opposite that we would go and cry about in the icebox. So mm. then to walk back in the icebox, happy, triumphant, confident. It was a very full circle moment. And if I hadn't been so drunk, I probably would have appreciated it more. <laughs> There's still a lot of stories. I, I, I don't know. I'd like to delve deeper on my new series, The Bread Table Talk. <laughs> we eat bread, we get emotional. I love it. I bet you the icebox would be happy to host that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, coming up, it would be, um, for us, we'll be having another anniversary in like five days, Virginia. Oh, yeah. This week, yeah. Look at that. Mm-hmm. I think Sunday. That'll be, uh, what, 24 years. Wow. 24, yeah, because I'm 19. Mine's mm-hmm. 19, you're 24. Yeah, you got in five years in. It's crazy. Uh, Tiffany sent an email. She said, my husband and I came down for your live show on Friday and had the best time. My favorite part was when you were describing the time that you embarrassed Caitlin the most. And the Mexican queen was emphatically adding to the story from the audience. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they all can't wait. To, they just all love piling in, the whole family. Whenever there's, oh, wait, wait, embarrassed dad? Yeah, come on. Come on, let's go. Hurry up. Uh, she could not wait to share her side of the story for once. You guys should do a show sometime where the Mexican queen, panda, Jen, tuna, and suits mom tell stories about you all. That'd be so funny. I can only imagine what they'd uh, say. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be something I know the queen would be in. So... Shoot, she could host it. Yeah. <laughs> she would run the symposium. Yeah, it'd be a five-hour show, so pack a lunch. <laughs> you got a lot. Uh, also, Tiff wants to know, my little sister's turning 21 on Friday, and we're going to drive down on Saturday from Vero Beach to do some day drinking. Are there oh. particular areas you suggest in West Palm or the surrounding areas where we can bar hop a little? Come to the Kennel Club. Start there because they're doing a derby party. I'll be there starting at 2.30, and they have good prices on their drinks, and they like to keep it flowing. Mm -hmm. You start there. You're close to downtown West Palm, too, and then you can go up and down Clematis. You can hit all the bars and restaurants in the surrounding area, the 500 block. The only thing I would warn you, though, about this weekend, you got Sunfest going on, and so finding parking – and uh, dealing with that, that might be a little costly or a little bit more True. annoying than typical. Leave your car at the Kennel Club and Uber down to Clematis and Sunfest. Yeah, but there are a lot of uh, other really solid options you can find if you don't want to uh, brave that area. If you don't want to come as far down as West Palm up near Virginia, the uh, near the Jupiter Lighthouse, there's a lot of great bars and restaurants right on the water there. That's where I'd suggest. Go, go to Square Grouper or The Love Street Project is huge yeah. up there. You got Utiki. What's the Love Street thing? That is Beacon... Topside and Lucky Shuck. It's that's by, that's by Guanabana. 
Yeah, it's across the street from Gunabanov. I haven't been over there in a minute. I got to check it out over there again. I want to go to that mini golf area, too. Yeah, that's right up the street. That's Lighthouse Cove Golf. That's super fun. It's mini golf. It's wickedly cozy back there. It is. You can just go all up and down that street, and there's so much fun stuff. And then across the way, 1000 North, that is a really nice place to go mm-hmm. eat. Yeah, that, that's probably your most convenient spot just with Sunfest. Other than that, yeah, I mean, uh, clearly Clematis in the 500 block has places uh, that you can go. But keep in mind that US-1 is closed right there at uh-huh. US-1 and yeah. the Jupiter Inlet. That bridge is going to be closed for like three years. Right, yeah. So if you're not familiar with the area, that uh, could be a bit uh, challenging. Don't come US-1 from Vero. Take 95. Mm-hmm. Get off at Indian Town Road. A little bit further south, Key Limehouse, but it's only one spot, basically, uh, to check out. And uh, the next best bar hopping place to me is uh, probably the Avon in Delray. So, but that's The yeah. Avon Delray is so much fun. Yeah, but you're heading. Lake Avon, Lake Worth, too, is fun. Yeah, decent. Yeah, you got uh, a few little spots uh, in there. You do have Benny's on the beach. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin ain't feeling that idea. You it's have okay. to have a sidewalk chalk festival to get him down there. I agree. I, <laughs> sidewalk no, chalking I, is fun. I will <laughs> tell you, right there on that corner, though, you've got uh, I got uh, Dave's, the Irish bar across the street's been redone, and that's amazing. So you do have basically four bars, and there's a, there's a couple scragglers uh, around there. It's not back. I, I like Dave's Last Resort, but they have great honey mustard there. Oh, yeah. They have a corn and crab meat chowder or mm. a corn and shrimp chowder. Oh, it's it's so good. I, I hate crab, and I'm, I can tell I'm hungry because you're, you're making me hungry with, with just the chowder. I just said corn, and yeah. you got wet. I do like corn. There's a lot of good corn stuff. A lot, corn's made kind of a resurgence, I feel like. You ever had Papi Chulo's street corn? No. I tell everybody it's the best deal in the game. You get the salsa, you get the the queso and the street corn. They're both five dollars in happy hour, and you mix them together, and then you have this cheesy street corn, and then you use your tortilla chip to scoop it up. Mm. Oh my gosh, it's so good! And that whole entire thing is ten bucks. Mm-hmm. And Man. then half price margarita. Man, street corn sounds so good right now. Oh, you'd love it. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Ryan G. said that the uh, ticket sales for Sunfest are dismal right now, so parking will be fine. I did hear there's supposed to be 80,000 people, so I don't know what the true numbers are. So right now it's it's you versus Ryan. No, I don't know. <laughs> I've only That's just what I've seen. I can't, I can't say one way or the other. I mean, I have had a lot of people. I mean, I love that the killers are there. Uh, the love killers three, don't love you, though. Yeah, I love that 311 is going to be there, but yeah. Again. I, 
I don't, yeah, again, I just don't, you know, Flow Rider and all that. I don't know if them and the chain smokers are going to pack the place or not. They may. The young people are coming out for Boogie with the hoodie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. I uh, got uh, an email here from Colin. We were talking a little bit about the uh, herpes today as it uh, came up about uh, could you date somebody without it? And he said, look, herpes is actually more common than many people think. Nearly 70% globally of type 1, which is oral, and 15% type 2, which is the genital. My wife and I have been together for over 10 years, and she has type 2 herpes, and we don't use protection but avoid sex during her few and far between outbreaks, typically once a year. I was recently tested and tested negative for type 2, the genital herpes, but I did have type 1. I was freaking out, so I did a lot of research. I found that over 3 billion people have it as well, and I've never seen an outbreak. I know severity varies from person to person, but I don't see it as a deal breaker as long as you take precautions. So I hope that helps out the fellow KBJ Nation. Or- yeah, there was a lot of people saying that. Mm-hmm. Nine out of ten people said that. Nine, nine out of ten people have herpes, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> That's a lot of people learning. do. And well, then if you get the shingles, that's yeah. herpes, too. And, right. And, and that's a different it's, form of but it. But that lays, like, dormant in your system, too. My mom had shingles. And, and she, it, it wasn't fun. And, and if you if you walk by that, if you go to CVS, they have that one stat. One out of three people born after the will have shingles. You're fucked. That was the most important. When I finally got my mom to go to the doctor, that was the one thing that he said. Okay, she had to get her mammogram, and then she had to get her shingles vaccine because so many older people, like, the shingles will be life-changingly bad. Mm -hmm. It's just like a giant wound that doesn't heal, and it hurts. Yeah. Ugh. Kim said, I got a friend, and uh, no, it's not me, but uh, she's been dating this guy for the last seven years, and she has herpes but has never told him. She doesn't have sex with him when she has a breakout, and another problem is he's married. So, Oh, oh boy. Yeah. And oh. on top of that, he, <laughs> we're selling cocaine together. There's a lot going on <laughs> wrong over there. Yep. yep. Oh, you can tell she wanted to write that email because she's annoyed with her friend. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, come on, girl, seven years. Text from the 772 said, Kev, no love for Ziggy Marley at Sunfest. Uh, what day is he on? Can he get single tickets? Um, I do apologize. I didn't even write down. I, yeah, I guess no love for Ziggy Marley. What does he have? Tomorrow's People? Is that his his jam? How's I mean, that go? Can I, can I get tomorrow's it? People, where is your something? Past. Past. Tomorrow yeah. People. Yeah. You know, it, it's okay. I, I didn't. Put him down. I mean, I, look, reggae at Sunfest is awesome. When they've had Stick Figure and some of those bands, oh, I went and hung out for the Stick Figure show, and that was awesome. It just—it's a great vibe. Chain Smokers, Flow Rider, Friday, Jack Johnson, Dropkick Murphys, and Boogie with the Hoodie, Saturday, Killers, Three Eleven, and All Time Lows, Sunday. And yes, you can buy just single day tickets. And I think we're only going to go out for uh, the Killers on Sunday night. So I guess my only trip there. Is, it, is, is that the Ralston's doing that, or is that a station thing? Or No, it's we're at the station. We're not involved, as far as I know. It's okay. just Ralston's. Right. Yeah, my son Colin, is. Uh, we're, he's a big Killers fan. He's flying in Sunday, and we're going to go to the show Sunday night. Well, they got four albums? Killers. I don't know off the top of my head how many they have. We, we, don't, we don't get the stats, baby. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. asking you shit. What's your favorite color, Kevin? Oh, what, you got some fucking nerve over what there. What was track two on <laughs> album three? <laughs> Virginia's got some damn nerve. Always asking you some bullshit. Always had damn nerve. <laughs> you are. 
No, they they've got. If you want to break down all, of them, it looks like they have about twelve. Wow. Okay. Oh yeah. goodness. Okay. S- some of them are smaller. You know, maybe four tracks on them. Got yeah. Uh, but yeah, they 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 have a very long list. Killers killing it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You they could do a two and a half hour show and play pretty much all hits at least to Killers fans. Uh, we got an email here about ticket costs. We were talking about that earlier as the Live Nation CEO was trying to blame the venues for the high prices of some of these tickets. And Fran said, yeah, I went to see Jeff Dunham at uh, Florida Live Arena, and they told me that Jeff had set the cost of all seats at $62 a ticket. So, yeah, it does seem like there is somebody to blame in all this, um, but that's just it. They're all pointing the fingers between the promoters, the ticket brokers, and the venues, and then the artists themselves. So you have uh, four different people pointing fingers at everybody else. Oh, that's what always happens, is though. To, uh, why are they so expensive? <laughs> no one's ever going to be honest. It's his anymore. fault. No, it's his fault. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on. Uh, we also were talking about uh, in Am I the Jerk, somebody was quoted a tattoo price of five to 600 and they got a bill for 800 when they walked out. And they said, was I a jerk for mentioning to the tattoo artist, hey, you quoted me on five to six because the person was apparently offended. And Heather said, my tattoo artist charges by the hour, so there's never any question. He has a timer attached to his tattoo machine that shows on a display a time and dollar amount. It should always be full disclosure and they should absolutely stick by what they quote. I like that. If yeah. we're doing it by time, then it's not debatable. Yeah, that that feels like that's the right way to do that. So, yeah, I do agree with that. That's pretty smart. Um, let me see. A bunch of other uh, emails here as well. Uh, got one from Ladone. She said, been listening to you guys for many years. Love y'all. Feel like I'm a combo of all three. Kevin with his reliability and professional demeanor. Virginia with her mama bear and fun, crazy personality. And Jaber with your fascination with the unknown murder and serial killers. So I want to say thank you to Jaber for posting last week about the UFO alien documentary. I watched it immediately and then binge watched true crime murder documentaries. Any more suggestions? Please let me know. I also want to show Jaber what I just got in the mail from my son, who's 20s in the uh, special forces stationed in Japan. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. Special forces in Japan. That's pretty cool. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they have everything from a, a, a pizza chip. It's a potato chip that's got pizza flavoring in Ooh, Japan. Ooh, that looks good. They've got a Kit Kat banana caramel flavor. Ooh. They have a <laughs> Kit Kat peach flavor. <laughs> you lost him at fruit. <laughs> Don't come in here with that healthy I, shit. You know what? I think Randy, our boss, got us that before. I think so, too, yeah. Because yeah. that Kit Kat looks familiar. And you didn't like it then, either. I think I had the. I think there's another one we got. Yeah, there was some good candy in there, and this is a ch- uh, crunky crunch chocolate. Ooh, yes. Well, I like that. Yeah, I like that crunch texture in my candy, like, like a crackle. Crackle. You know what I'm saying? I do like a crunchy in my candy. Have you had those Reese's that have uh, potato chips in them? Uh, yeah, uh, 2015 called. And, uh, <laughs> Those are good. Those are not 2015. They've been out for a minute, Mama. They haven't been out for that Those long. Those have been out for quite a while. They've been out for two years, Max. Nah, I don't know about that. That's a COVID thing. That's <laughs> not a COVID <laughs> Whatever. Have you had the Reese's with chips, Kevin? Fuck no. no. Well, maybe then I'll talk to him. <laughs> 
If you do like the uh, crime dramas, they say season two of Monster. Um, I don't know if that's Netflix or where that is, but it's uh, going to be called Monsters, the Lyle and the Erica Menendez story. Oh, yeah. The brothers convicted of killing their parents in 1996 and sentenced to life without parole. There's certain murder stories that don't interest me or they're not. They're not creepy enough, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's what's one of them. Doesn't grab you. It doesn't grab me for some reason. It's not as captivating as some of them. I just, the ones that are always, because they horrify me, it's the it's kind of like the boogeyman in the night. You don't see it coming. It's it's mm-hmm. they crawl through the something window. Something that makes you say, "Oh my gosh, that's twisted." Yes, yeah. something mm-hmm. that happens. You're just having a regular day, and then boom, the nightmare man is in your window. Yeah, nobody likes the nightmare man. No, but he is good for a special. <laughs> He's great the for nightmare a man <laughs> is great for a special, better than the Menendezes. There's somewhere it's, it's a spousal and they like poison one another. I'm like, it's not creepy. I get it. You end up hating each other, and you, one of you murdered each other. <laughs> <laughs> we get spousal yeah, hate. We, we, we got, that one's not, that, it's that, too relatable. It's not that creepy to me. <laughs> it's too normal. <laughs> <laughs> Ladon says she works over at the Harley dealership on 45th Street. Oh, that's right by us. Yeah, come on over anytime. We love it. We love that little place. Say hello. Uh, This was an email that I was trying to uh, edit up a bit. It uh, got a little lengthy, but I found it uh, very intriguing, and it kept my attention. Um, Talking a little bit about uh, somebody who now lives in Maryland who was born and raised in South Florida. And she said, I was in high school during the whole Jeffrey Epstein time, and I knew several girls in my high school who were solicited. I was never approached. She said, my now fiancé, though, is one of three children who's got a sister and a brother in it. And his sister is somebody that was a mystery for quite a while. When she was graduating college with her master's in 2012, she was recruited to take some, quote, top-secret position for a company. And she was not able to really visit at all during the holidays, special occasions, or anything like that. And twice a year, they would have a family vacation where only immediate family members would attend. These vacations were insane. Private islands, private chartered planes, yachts, full staff for the duration of the trip, and so on. Three years into our relationship, I was finally invited on one of the vacations. Uh, We wound up going on a safari in Africa a cage shark diving in Australia, a penthouse in France, a private tour of the Vatican in Rome, Aspen, Ireland, a Mediterranean cruise for 10 days. Damn. And then finally, we went for my bachelorette party in Las Vegas. And while there, it sounds like after some cocktails and maybe even some mushrooms, we got into a deep conversation. And I said, look, what the fuck do you do? So my future sister-in-law laughed and finally said, okay, I'll let you ask me three questions and I'll answer them. I thought of a share a shock, but unfortunately I didn't have a shock collar. (laughs) So her first question was, so what the fuck do you do? The answer was, I'm a COO, a chief operations officer. Technically, I run the business of a family trust, a family that is billionaires, and I manage their day-to-day operations of their household. But I can't tell you who the actual family is. Wow, that's so interesting. Question two, how did you get this job? The answer, I was recruited out of college. And based on my legal background and studies of foreign and domestic policy, 
I was invited to an exclusive event where we were introduced. I was initially hired to manage the children and the various nannies. Question uh, number three, why were your brothers worried and needed to go see you when all the Jeffrey Epstein stuff was happening? She looked stunned by this question, said, ask a different question. And I was equally stunned by her response and how serious this moment was. So that seems like the one thing that was kind of left open-ended. And I don't know, maybe this family had some kind of connections to Jeffrey Epstein or something. But uh, that's the one thing we don't really have an answer on. A lot of people had connections to Jeffrey Epstein and financially profited from his shenanigans. I mean, there was even a story this week about, you know, so-and-so's attorney or, you know, this person's that or this person's this. And I mean, so every week there's still another, and it's all just rumblings of, look who's associated with Jeffrey Epstein. And then nothing, nothing ever comes of it. It's just always murmurs. It's murmurs, on for a brief and then second nothing. and then just gone. Like somebody will call me and say, oh, yeah, this, this, this. And then I'll try to get back in touch with them. And then they don't call me back. Yeah. It's very weird. Uh, so she said, so how do we do all these trips? Do you pay for them? How much money do you make? She said, I get paid very well, but I have no overhead either. I live on a property and I have access to any vehicle that I need. And so, you know, pretty much everything is taken care of. She said, uh, so I said, well, what about a family? What about kids one day? And my future sister-in-law said, I don't know if that will ever happen for me, but I think that's okay. I love my job and working for this family. I'm hoping to retire around 40 with several million in the bank. I want to know who the family was so badly, but all she said was that you can find their products in any local grocery store. And if I had to guess, I'm guessing it's the Campbell Soup family. If I had to say. Because they are local. Yes. Uh, and this fits their MO. Campbell soup is not that fucking good. But back well, in the day. Tell, tell the millions of people who still buy that stuff. I know. Back but in I, the day, it was the only soup in the game. Yeah. I just went on a soup run, y'all. They, I, they, I, I'll take the best of the, of, and, and the worst of them all. I ate so much soup. Go stand in the aisle where the soup is. They still have 50% market share. Mm-hmm. Look, just because there's a lot of something doesn't mean it's right. You might have too fancy of a palate. You think I'm being a fancy bitch when it comes to my soup. I do. No, soup there. You ain't. get Amy's. You get lentil. I did. You all- get the fancy fucking soup. You better admit it. I, I've gotten fancy soup. You don't know I got a soup. I've been with you when you soup shop. Just because I get fancy soups with you, I, I'm always eating fancy soup. I, I, I went on a soup run. I don't think you get Campbell's because you are too much of a fancy fuck for Campbell's. Damn. Wow. I've seen it happen. <laughs> This bitch eats fancy soup. <laughs> it might be the bougiest thing I'm involved in. He don't understand the Campbells. No. No. Damn. Do I, have, do I have soup privilege? I think you're having a moment where you just realized you're bougie. Wow. Well, at least in the soup world, mm-hmm. Amy's is expensive as fuck, and it's way better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? He's selling it. People are speculating. Ryan thinks maybe it's the Coke brothers. They've got products in every store. Um, let me see. Uh, Susan but isn't that thinks, pronounced? Isn't that spelled K O C H? Yeah, yeah. K O C H. Yeah. Are um, they the Coca Colas? No, no. Yeah, no. No, no it's different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confused. Uh, Susan said the Wrigley Gum people. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I. You know, that's the whole thing. You just never know who's on Palm Beach. Honestly, I'm always just mesmerized being here 
24 years and I'm always finding out somebody else that you would never have any idea of who's living here. So yeah, she said, I hope this is uh, juicy enough for you. No, it's yeah, uh, it's super juicy. We yeah. love it. Well, Kaylin's new job is pretty much that. So she's going to be working for a family and doing all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of interesting just to see what that all entails. It's a career because yeah. I know people that did it. And I know a guy who actually interviewed to be the house manager for Jeff Bezos. Oh, wow. No way. Did not get the job, but came really close. Mm-hmm. And um, it is crazy what they put you through on those interviews. And there's so many layers of people you have to get through. Yeah, yeah. And he was going to be making over $200,000 a year just to live on property, entry level, mm-hmm. running everything. Yeah, you could, you make uh, really good money. And it's, no expenses. You live right. there. Yeah. They pay your everything. You use the cars. You yeah. use the, You just order people around all day. Yeah. You don't even have to cut the grass yourself. You just got to hire the guys that cut the grass. Right. And then tell it them tell them that they're cutting it right or wrong. Yeah. Like, wow. Kaylin's not the position that she was because she was the head of all those kind of people. But Kaylin's one of those people. And, yeah, she stays at their house, like, all week. And she's gone the whole month of July. And Kaylin's going to be gone for Christmas. And Traveling. For Christmas, yeah. Wow. And they're, they're out of country at that time. So I'm out of money at that time. <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> Christmas time. I'm broke as a bitch. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I guess we don't have to buy Caitlin any Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah, I think if your kid doesn't show up at your house for Christmas, that seems fair, right? You don't got to get him a gift. <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, we're not going to see her for that. So yeah, so it's it, it'll it'll be interesting. See what hmm. that's all about. So anyway, so fascinating stuff. But that's it is really just interesting when you're working with the rich and all that kind of stuff. What their lives are like. Well, you get to kind of be rich, but not really. But, like, you get to do all the fun stuff. Fake rich. Fake rich. You yeah. get to travel. You get to go on the plane, the private jet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She does that. And they got the they got a, uh, one of them islands and all that kind of good stuff. So I mean, you're kind of like you're, you're in the club mm-hmm. without having any of the pressure that comes from being in the family. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, it'll, if nothing else, I mean, it's, it's got to be interesting for a little while, right? Enjoy it. Yeah. It may be just a blip. It may not be a career for mm-hmm. everybody, but look around and enjoy the opulence while you're in it. Yeah. I've never been on a private jet before. Never? Never. I, I don't see I don't, I don't see when I would have been. I have I have one time and it was so shitty. <laughs> it was the shittiest private plane ever. We we were sitting on a bench, not even like your own private. Like I see these guys, they get these kind of impressive standalone chairs and they have tables and all that. <laughs> like we, a lazy boy. We're like sitting on a bench and they had a wicker basket of snacks that were passing around. I'm like, gosh, this is of course I get on a private jet and it's the worst private jet ever made. <laughs> have some cheese its and there you go. Oh, it made funny noises. I'm like, we're not gonna make it. Yeah. The best private plane I've ever been on was a seaplane. Have you seen those ones that take off and have, land yeah. in the water? Yeah. That's kind of cool. I went to the Bahamas in one of those one time, and that was the coolest plane ride ever. It wasn't fancy, but just the fact that you're landing and taking off from the water is so badass. You ever been on a, a real train? Not not a, a bright line or not. I'm saying you're on a train to keep on. You're, you're going somewhere. You ever do that? Yeah, Amtrak back in the day. Was it fun? Um, yeah, because I was a kid. 
It seems like a fun experience. It takes forever. The thing that was the coolest about it, though, because I had done it, it was uh, out to, it was one of our clients, and it was for a national championship game. And the thing that was probably the coolest about it was how you can drive right to the hangar, get right on the damn plane, and take off. And there were so many planes waiting behind us trying to get out, which was like, oh, thank God. Like, you beat traffic and get right through it. That, to me, was the coolest part yeah, of There's it. no TSA when you fly private like that. There's no, like, person, like, patting you down and putting a wand in your coochie. Yeah. Which always seems to happen to me. A wand in your coochie. <laughs> they always had that fucking wand, and she wants to shove it in places where (laughs) no one should be shoving a wand unless they buy me dinner first, bitch. They still do the wand with the coochie, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm always, I've always got some dress on, and it'll have like, like some little jewels or bedazzles on it or something, and that makes the metal detector thing go off. So they have to like, get real up close and personal with my cooch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> None of that when you fly private. Nope. No one's sticking you in the cooch. You're the only person in my personal life that uses the word coochie. I, it's a great it's word. It's a great word, it's though. It's a great word. It cooch. is. Yeah. <laughs> I do it for you because I see how you perk up and love it. <laughs> well, great emails today. Thank you guys so much. You can always send them to us, mail at kvjshow.com. Y'all enjoy your Tuesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Goodbye.